Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, and this episode is once again brought to you by our good friends at Props.Cash. It's the best in the business. You know those red those red charts, those green charts. You want to be able to see that hit rate, and then you can also check out all of the advanced metrics. You can check out whether or not players at that same position have succeeded or not against this team in this matchup you can check on that individual's players actual history against that particular team you can see their actual line and how the line has moved and how the line has progressed throughout not only the season but against this individual team as well and those are some of the most instrumental tools you can have at your disposal to find success in the player prop betting market so i use it every day make sure that you guys can use it every day with 25 percent off your first month with code Delara 25. So that's props.cash with Delara 25. All right. So I've got a very special guest here and we are going to be on YouTube. So Maddie Chucks is in the building with producer Corey and myself. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I'm doing a lot better if I wasn't on the coldest streak of my life. But I said, what better way to turn that around than by coming on the Cash That podcast so I could just speak it into existence over and over again. And I'm not even lying cash my first bet of the day while I'm watching it in the corner. So I think it's already good luck and I'm expecting the tide to turn. But other than that, life's great. You know, got married, honeymoon, getting ready for Christmas, all that good stuff. I'm running out of life milestones, but you know, happy man over here. How about you? Hey dude, we're doing good. I mean, basically on the life milestone list, you're almost dead. Like there's just nothing else yeah. left. Like you're, you're going to buy a house. Say, you got one big one left. Yeah. Buy a house. Have no, a kid. I think, I think Joe did his in like, a month dude if yeah, i really I parlayed the everything. shit out of mine like, <laughs> like just parlayed them all <laughs> yeah joe was joe was on his uh, at his wedding and was on his honeymoon had a kid and bought a house i think in the same week yeah so, like, i don't I know on an absolute heater heater batting a thousand <laughs> batting a thousand <laughs> yeah i mean that was, that was that was a good life heater i will give you that yeah but uh yeah i'm excited i'm just following in joe's footsteps Corey, I think you're also in the same boat. So, I mean, you know, I'm going at a moderate pace because I'm trying to not die sooner. Corey's oh, like, yeah. I'm a slow eater. We're just going right. to savor the flavor, boys. I'm not trying to get a tummy ache. Do you Do you just like <laughs> when you take a bite of steak, do you just let it sit in your mouth or do you chew it? I don't it? even like, chew. Yeah. I just, it just melts. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> look at Wagyu. Depends dude. on where you go. <laughs> that sounds Depends great. Depends on where you go. <laughs> Um, but I, look, guys, I want to have Maddie Chucks on. This is going to be a pretty fun episode. We're going to talk about the Wednesday NBA slate. We'll talk about some betting things, some process things. And uh, we're, we're going to obviously throw in a futures parlay because every time Maddie Chucks is on, we throw in a futures parlay. And it actually has wound up setting Absolutely. us up to be in pretty good positions before. Um, we've been able to be in a hedging position. We've been able to be in a position where we actually did cash and we made a lot of money. So this is always a fun opportunity for you guys to take a couple bucks throw it on even some of them times it's just the favorites like we like the favorites sometimes in these spots and really take advantage of it and take some uh have something to root for the entire season so matt i know you're generally you kind of bet everything you bet a little bit of football you bet a little bit, a little bit of hockey you bet a little bit of nba um tell us tell us yeah. a little bit before we dive. yeah i was gonna say tell us a little bit before we dive in like how the fuck do you do it like how are you doing all these sports man <laughs> Yeah, I, I usually say I, this is kind of like a hypocritical or kind of talking down on myself. I usually say I'm a jack of all trades as a master of none. But like I think the big four is kind of my market in yeah. itself. I definitely do a little heavier on some things. Like I definitely bet more hockey 
uh, in football and basketball. Ah, that's a lie. Baseball season's on its own. So yeah. I don't even count baseball. Like it's tough to keep track of all the sports, but baseball's on its own schedule. It's realistically the basketball hockey that's the toughest. Usually you can't 50-50 both. You usually just kind of go towards one because they're on the same schedule. Yeah. Like playoffs wise and season wise, same amount of games. Um, obviously two different sports, but this year I've gotten more into basketball just because hockey, as Corey can attest to, is just a tough sport to bet on. Because you can be on the right side analytically and just how the game is going and lose more often than not in hockey than I think in any other sport, which makes it so tough. Um, so I took a little bit of a hiatus. I was tired of seeing the money puck percent of win meter at like 90% and my team losing by two. Oh. And it was just like, you can only take a couple of those. And it was just like a couple of defeats. Like I took a team's race to four goals instead of the puck line. They win three to one because they whiff all their empty net chances. And it's just like stuff like that was just like I was on the right side, definitely just chose the wrong bet. And that will kind of mentally drain you. And honestly, the engagement on basketball tweets are just so much better. So yeah. from like a business standpoint, like the people want the basketball bets. Like people, they'll bet my plays and be like, oh, I didn't even watch hockey. Of course. Like if you're not, if you don't like hockey, you're not going to watch it. No, I, I don't. But everyone's always asking for basketball. Yeah. As you understand, Joe, no, you're the I, same I, thing. I totally get it. So welcome, welcome to the welcome to the hard court, you know, the hardwood. So we're uh, we're doing pretty yeah. good over here, but I, I think it's always just fun. Like I know you're you're a big proponent of kicker props, and like you always do a pretty good job of like finding some like niche markets, right? And I think that that's like one of the things that you can do. And I know you know you have some of your outlets, like you have uh, you, what do you, what's your service? I know you have like a couple different things um, to put out your content, um, but. Yeah, I have a I have a dub club. Get plays first. Um, I have I try to just put myself out as much stuff as possible. At the end of the day, just like the cash that podcast for you. I was doing my own Twitch streaming for a little bit, but like that was every day, and like you know, life was happening. It's like a lot. my milestones that we talked about before, where like I just couldn't do it. Um, and you have Corey, I don't have a Corey, so like it gets harder for me. You know, yeah. It's just you know, it's better to put things out. I wish I had a podcast like this, honestly. Um, but the more stuff to get it out there, just the more people see your stuff, obviously, the more money I make. So that's the way it goes. But I feel like uh, you can attest to this. How crazy is your life now with everything happening in your life? Oh, dude. I mean, it's it's bonkers. I mean, like you're just doing something every day and you're always like – I think it's one of those things like it's hard to shut your brain off, right? So it's like when you're like doing yeah. anything, like you're you're getting ready, like you're eating, whatever. It's like even if you're not looking at your phone or like you're driving, like whatever, like you're – a lot of times you're thinking about like this game or it's like I wonder if that's going to be there or like you're trying to like process things. And I think <laughs> that's like – it's kind of one of those things like that's what – separates us a lot of times and it's like i'm not like it's not like a thing that's like speaking down on anybody but it's just like when you're thinking about it more often or like in different settings or trying to come up with different like avenues to find an angle uh and that's something that you're thinking about longer like you're talking to other people about it that kind of helps make you a better better so i think that's why it's cool to have you on as a guest and like to, i try to bring on different people so that way you guys as like the listeners can kind of see how we th how we think how we talk and then take some of the things that we come up with or some of our strategies and start applying it to the way that you bet on things i think that that's what's super important um, yeah. And going off what you said about the, the, the niche markets, um, I don't know if it's niche or niche. I think I say one every other time, but, um, producer Corey I, probably knows. Yeah. What's, that's, uh, that's an either way. You're good. Okay. Okay, cool. It's like a neither. <laughs> I just neither. use another word. 
Yeah. It's like a neither, neither. But exactly. if you say neither, I, I, I think I judge you. No, that's wrong. Asshole. That's just wrong. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're, you're trying too hard. You're, you're forcing it. Yeah. But you think you're arguing from a higher plane of existence and you're just yeah. speaking to us peons. <laughs> Fuck you. I usually do kicker props in these niche or niche markets, whatever, because the sports book liabilities on them are so low. Like, I'm not going to bet at Patrick Mahomes passing yards ever. Because no. that's probably the prop that they're getting the most that they're they're going to be the sharpest on because they need to be sharp because of how much volume and liability they have. Yep. So I'm not going to compete with all these guys doing X, Y, and Z on the same props. And I want to find my markets where I think I have value because the more these sportsbooks are competing with each other, the more they're creating markets to get you to use their sportsbook. But they're also – I think they're being less sharp on these lines because they're A, they're newer – there's not enough data and B they're not paying as much attention to it because they can lose a few thousand dollars in this market because they're still making millions on these other props yeah. or sides or totals markets. Yeah. And it's just having those available. Cause then people like that. Like they want to say like, Oh, like I, if I could bet on that or if I want to bet on that, like I can bet on that. And honestly, if there are like 50 people or a hundred people that tell you or I on like a really random market, like, sure like they're like sick these people are probably gonna like a lot of them might lose money like or like it's not like yeah. the end of the world like it's a net it's not a you know like it's not a zero-sum game like they're ultimately going to be able to do something with that so i let's uh i want to dive in now let's talk about this wednesday nba slate i know we have a couple like really fun games uh there was one game that we had kind of talked about in particular the the grizzlies are playing the rockets and it sounds like a bad game right like this sounds like a game with the way the grizzlies have been playing that you know you wouldn't really want to be watching it necessarily but that doesn't mean that there isn't some value there so i was initially looking at alperin sangoon uh and saying thinking like this might be a good matchup against jaron against biombo but turns out like hasn't really been and there's been a different player that me and matt were targeting and that was jabari smith so matt what do you what do you think about jamari smith in this matchup here his points line in particular yeah, um, and we, we talked about this before about his points liners threes. The Grizzlies give up a lot of threes to the power forward and just forward position. And that's because if you have Jaron Jackson Jr. and Biombo in the paint, I'm probably shooting threes too. Like I'm that's just tough bodies there in the paint. Um I played Derek Jones Jr. on this prop uh a couple days ago. He played six minutes and got hurt from like a knee to the thigh or something on like a <laughs> off ball screen. Yeah. But he took two threes in six minutes and already had like four points, five points. Um and I think you know, they're going to attack the basket and also shoot some threes. I think when he faced him last time, he went, what, three for four from deep? Yeah. I'm not going to count on a 75% three-point uh, percentage in the game, but if he goes one for four, two for five, I think, you know, it's only six to seven more points he has to get. Um, he gets some free throws, get to the line. I think it's just a low line. I mean, he's had a couple bad games in a row, and I, I like the target guys uh, that have had a few bad spots to kind of right the ship. I hate those guys that just do the whole hit rate nonsense last five. Like you got to expect the fall off and you got to expect some positive regression. So you could talk about it a little more, but that's why I love the play. No, I'm with you. I mean, the line we're getting at 12 and a half and one of the tools on props.cash, like I mentioned before that you can actually see what his actual line is. So you can see the progression of where his points line has been. It's actually because of the downward turn right now. And like his couple bad games in a row where he had nine, nine, six and 10 after like really smacking and like hit having 14 plus in uh, like 
six, seven games in a row, you can actually see that the line has come down a bit. So instead of being at like 14 and a half, we're looking at a 12 and a half line now. So you're getting 12 and a half at plus 100. Uh, you can line shop that, definitely line shop that around, uh, but you can get plus 100 right now in the market at MGM. And I think this is absolutely a bet. You're getting this at, at a much better price than if it was minus 120 or so. So I like the 12 and a half. I think it's a really good matchup. And one of the things that you brought up, Matt, about like the hit rate and stuff like that, I always think that that's really interesting too because I kind of hate those like this is hit in 10 of the last 10. And I'm like, okay, well, like why the fuck do you think it's hit in 10 of the last 10? And they're giving this to us again, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I did this with the Andrew Wiggins threes um, where he was like four, he was 14 and four to under one and a half threes. And he hit like four or five games in a row of over one and a half, but he was going like two for three. Yeah. Two for four. Three for four. I'm like, he's still taking three, four shots. He's not going to shoot 50 to 75% on the season. Like, and everyone's like, oh, bad bet. He's hit it in four or five games. He went over one that next game. Yeah. It was was just easiest bet of my life. But the line is there because the line's there. Like, they're, these books are not saying, oh my God, he, he's hit it all of a sudden in four games. Like, they're looking at the volume, they're looking at what, what he usually does. Like, they, they pay a lot of money to find sharp lines like they're not going to just go by the last five game log so i hate that there's some people in this space and people like gamble that strictly just use that and think it's a good bet going forward regardless of the, even the matchup as well yeah because i like i'm a big proponent of matchup da- data like looking at centers in particular and we're going to talk about one of those in a second but i i think that you know, it's like one of those, it's just another tool that you have in your chest. So it's like, sure, like definitely like look at that. Um, and then it's also like, I, a lot of times I like to see, like when I look at a, like a, somebody's year to date chart, I want to see like that they just never hit this line. And I want to like, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, it's like when you see, like when they moved Halliburton to like, what they move him to like, uh, like 13 and like 12 and a half assists or 13 and a half assists or something. And it's like, he was hitting yeah. it because it's like the matchup's just so good. Like it just didn't even matter. Like, so that's always something that I'm fascinated by. Um, one of the things though, and one of the games that we have been talking about a little bit uh, was the Pelicans versus the Wizards. And Jonas Valanciunas uh, should honestly probably smack against Daniel Gafford. And Matt, you brought up like an interesting way to look at this because he's played Gafford a bit, right? Um, but not like nothing like too significant. Uh, he's played him five times and really only four full games because uh, one game he only played nine minutes and dating back to 2019. So you're looking at this and it's like, all right, like the history is great, obviously. Um, he's got like a 27 and 12, a 21 and 11. We don't have lines out yet for this spot, but he's definitely a player that we're targeting. Um, what else did you think of? Like, I, I know you kind of had some other ideas on like how to kind of compare this matchup with the Wizards and Gafford uh, for Valanciunas so you can kind of get a little bit more like relevant or like recent data. Yeah, it, it's all it's all about how you play. Like, and again, I've pl- I played basketball. Like, when you play basketball, you understand matchups, and you, like you said, matchup related. I think it's the best way to go about things. Valanciunas, if he has to face, you know, Jaron Jackson, Bismack Biyombo, is going to play differently if he has chet holmgren on him or yeah. like a Wembenyana. yeah they're tall guys but valentunas is a big body he's a big boy and there are some smaller guys out there whether height wise or weight wise and if you want to talk about you know teams of high pace i'm looking at it more now and like looking at what teams allow like centers because they know gafford is like 6'10. 6'10 yeah 
230. He's a decently sized muscular guy, but it's pretty short. And he and the Wizards played at a very high pace. And Valanciunas was just crushing guys. I'm pulling up his game log again right now against uh I think the Spurs. He just had 24 and 12. Again, it's a very high paced team. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying Wembyana is small, but like the I don't want. I don't. I don't want to. I don't even know how to say it. But like the he's, he's his their physique yeah, and he's their slender. Yeah. Like I mean. Yeah. It, like it's the same matchup because like he Valanciunas smacks against Capella like historically, um and like Capella is like six ten yeah. like two forty two fifty. So it's like it's it's sometimes like you're looking for build. Sometimes you're looking for like rotation or style of play or like style of offense, right? And like or style of defense. And I think that those are some things that we can kind of miss. Um, just because like when you're looking at just like head to head data or like season hit rate data and it's like those are that's like the next step you need to take in order to like become a better better and like a, become a better handicapper here right absolutely and i'm looking at like you know like the timberwolves perfect example of like a team i'm not thinking about because you have carl and rudy gobert like that's yeah those are big guys obviously rudy gobert the tougher defender of the two um but like you know guys like sabonis he's dominated his whole you know, his whole career. career. Yeah. And I'm looking around to the wizards. The wizards allow the most points to centers in general, which just shows you they play it, play at a high pace. They can't really contain these big centers and they push tempo. And there's a lot of points scored in the games, which is what you're kind of thinking about. Yeah. And I'm getting, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm loving the play. Yeah. I think as soon as we get a line, you'll probably see uh, like this probably, this might be a collab tomorrow uh, between the two of us. Once we see a line, maybe come out either later tonight. Uh, we're recording this around like nine o'clock right now, Eastern time. So maybe a collab tonight, but most likely tomorrow morning on this Valentinus play. So if you get this podcast before you'll be ready to look, uh, you know, maybe it comes out overnight or late, like late West coast or something like that. We're asleep, but uh, you might as might be able to get this, take advantage of it a little bit earlier. Um, another another Absolutely. another spot that I think at this game I think we have to talk about right it's the Pacers versus the Bucks did you see this total it's 280 255 258 and a half yeah 258 and a half That's, like, it's insane <clears throat> absolutely and what's insane. crazy is that these teams if these teams face off in the playoffs too we're gonna see these totals again yeah and like and I, I want to ask you this do you, do you think the books have adjusted to the higher totals like do you think that props wise have they caught up to because like last year, what were they? Two twenties, two thirties. We were seeing two thirties. Yeah. Would you say maybe? Yeah. No, I think now I think you're seeing two forty. Right. Yeah, you're like seeing regularly. a couple two forties on a, on every slate. Yeah, and then a two fifty on some of these, you know, big time teams. But like the props numbers will maybe be a point higher, maybe. Yeah. But some of these lines are staying the same, especially these role players. Like they'll maybe obviously look out for. They know everyone's betting the. Halliburton, whatever, or the Giannis yeah. points, but like some of these like Malik Beasley lines will still be the same line or whatever. Agreed. What are your thoughts on targeting those kind of props? Yeah, no, I think I think you're 100 percent right. I don't. It's funny that you brought up Malik Beasley because I was going to say I actually don't like him in this game. Uh, just be- yeah, specifically, just specifically because of the way that they the Pacers kind of like don't allow threes. Um, so Malik Beasley is probably a guy that I actually might target an under in this particular game. Uh, but I do think that you're right, and even with Halliburton, right? Like they've made his assist line insane, like twelve and a half, like thirteen and a half. Um, and he's a guy that is just cooked. Uh, and the Pacers play at such a high pace that that's just like the norm, right? Uh, so like this is now a good matchup yeah. for him. So it's even harder to kind of adjust to. I think that you're right. 
in terms of what you're saying though, like the role players, especially their minutes, like they're, they're still playing the same minutes, but you're getting more possessions. And like, that is super helpful for these guys, especially with low, uh, with lowered numbers that if you introduce like a couple extra possessions, the variance like jacks up. Right. So like, if you're, if you're a role player that's playing 20 minutes and normally that's, let's call it, I don't know. What do you want to say? What do you think 20 minutes is like 40 possessions? Maybe normally like every or probably a little bit more, maybe 50, right? Like 50, 55. So yeah. if it's 50, um, but then if you're playing at a faster pace, like if you're playing at like a one, like a one, 107, 108 pace, maybe that 50 yeah. turns into 60. And then it's like, now your stats are dramatically changing and you're, uh, you're seeing a, like a huge uptick in like terms of what your potentials are because uh, like a, a jump from 50 to 60 is what it's a 20%. Is it a 20%? Corey, help us with the math here. Uh, it's a, tw- I think it's a 20%. I don't yeah. know what the don't exact I'm knocking on my door is. for that shit. Yeah, but no, there's it's, an edge. It's, there's an edge. For it's sure. a 20% jump. So if you went from 50 possessions to 60 possessions, it's a 20% jump in terms of what your opportunity is. So you can definitely find a lot of value with those guys, as opposed to like, I think you're right with like the superstars, like their numbers are, it's always kind of cooked in a little bit. Like you're going to see yeah. like Giannis's, Giannis's points line tomorrow is going to be like 35. It's going to be something obscene because he's just got absolutely he's just put up these crazy numbers against the Pacers. So I think that like some of those guys, it's like, yeah, like they might hit it, but like your edge isn't there in nearly the same way. No, I completely agree. And like those are the games. It's tough because like I always I keep saying this, like the in season tournament, I feel like. This game would be normally circled. It probably is still circled in the locker room of both teams. Like, this is like, hey, a team we're probably going to face in the playoffs, et cetera. Yeah. But like the in-season tournament almost are making these in, the regular season games not as important. Like, I guess they're still there. But both these teams know the way that NBA playoffs are structured. They're making the playoffs most likely. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think in-season tournament, I like the in-season, in-season tournament in part. I love it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought it was cool because you cared about these games that are before Christmas. And, like, most people didn't even give a shit. Like, most people turn into the NBA. It, they're like, the first time they watch an NBA game is on Christmas Day. And the season's yes. 30% over. Yo. Which is, which, yes. What happened? No, that's me. Oh, <laughs> I was like, did we die? Like, also, only came into the studio for a yeah, second. I was like, what happened here? Sorry, I thought it was Christmas Day. I'll go back in my corner. No, <laughs> <laughs> open your presents later. Uh, but I like. I think it made some a little bit more of like the NBA engagement there. I thought it. Was, I think it. I think it worked overall, right? Um, but. Matt, I think what you're get, kind of getting at is like it's made these early season, regular season games feel feel less important. Yeah, it, and it's like depending on the schedule spot now, like yeah, they're probably still circling it. But normally on the back to back, like if the Bucks were on the the one or two of that game, they're focusing on that one. Now it's kind of like you know we can kind of not really worry about it because you're still getting four games in the season against the Bucks, no matter what to watch film and look at what you like, what you don't like um, to where it's not like as serious of a game. Obviously every game is serious, but we all know in the NBA regular season, they're long seasons in the middle of the week. You never know what's really going on. Cause it's not like hockey. It's the same hockey setup, but in hockey, there's only two wildcard teams. Whereas like the NBA is like a top, the top half in each conference just make it. And it's just like, 
that's very tough to like make every game count. I think Draymond even talked about it on his podcast where he was like, if it's like a Thursday or Wednesday in Oklahoma City, like I'm really not caring as much as like Friday in Los Angeles. So yeah. it's like if the players can say it openly on a podcast, you know it's probably true. Oh. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. I'm a little disappointed right now. Jokic just got ejected at halftime. I don't know what he, the fuck he said, but no he just way. yeah he just got ejected and like he was cruising to hitting this assist prop. Just got ejected out of nowhere. Um, I I don't Is that know a second ejection this year. I, yeah, and like I don't understand like what he got ejected for, but I'm flabbergasted right now. His heel turns coming, huh? I don't know what happened there. That's that that's so bad. I, Actually, that's miserable. I don't understand what happened, so I just like I can't losing a bet. Losing a bet to an ejection is like the worst thing ever. He had six assists at halftime, and like we needed him to get nine and a half. Like he was like, Every, everyone's saying that they're soft. Up oh, here we go. Nicole Jokic got ejected for this. Oh my god! What he just talked to the ref and said something. What the fuck? I'm literally watching it right now. He must have said some wild stuff because he literally got ejected for look. He might he might have turned his head for four seconds. Dude, he had to have said something crazy, crazy. It doesn't take a long time to say that's why I fucked your bitch. <laughs> that's also that, like no, that, that ref must know Serbian or something. Yeah, or I don't know if that's like, language I, of choice over there, I, but you don't I know don't. if he knows what he said. I don't even know. That is that is a painful way to lose a bet. Like I, like I know we we talk about like I've talked about this before, and I'm like, oh, unders have more outs. Well, like if you bet any Jokic under, and like you get you win because of an ejection, like that's a like, good for you, I guess. But like, goddamn, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to eat, right there. Um, it's brutal. There's actually one more game on the slate I want to talk about. Yeah, I want to get me. your opinion hit on this. <laughs> so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it is is it a Mikhail Bridges revenge game tomorrow against oh. the Suns? Is that his first game? I think it might be. Um, let's check. I think it might be. Uh, yes, it is. It actually is a revenge game. So I love that. With that being said, he's been he's obviously looked great. Um, it's a back to back for. Uh, for the Suns, the Suns, Kevin Durant KD also has tonight. not played yeah. against the Nets. Oh, I love this! So I, I, because I noticed that when I was looking at the game, uh, the Suns Warriors game, I was like, "Oh, it's a back to back." I wonder if KD's going to sit because he hasn't played against Brooklyn yet. But then I was like, maybe he will play because it's against the Warriors. He also like he just you know he's been on a couple different teams now. He was just picking his revenge game spot there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like seriously. So I. You know what? This is a good this is a good angle. So Bridges, um, let's take a look at his stats on the season because I'm I know that you he's been cooking, dude. He's been great. He, I know he's been great, but like, do you like? Um, you obviously want to bet his points. He's averaging twenty three point one points per game this season. Uh, six rebounds, twenty four point one on the road. Yeah. So I mean, he's been he's been kind of a dog here. Uh, I think the interesting thing with Bridges, right, is we've seen him kind of explode for a couple games, but he's got. 
five games out of 22 where he scored more than 25 two of the, he's got two games at 24 he's hit 20 points a lot he's got 20 and 16 out of the 22 games is his line up yet i don't think it's up just yet i'd imagine it's probably it's probably the soft injury report yeah it's probably going to be around 23 and a half 24 and a half maybe i don't remember what it was most recently let me see if i can find it for you This is I like that a lot. This is great. Because uh, he definitely felt slighted by them. Oh, 100%. This is great uh, podcasting here while I'm just like looking things up. Um, what's today? Hey, this is a mini lab stash. This is what when did they, see. Right? When did, the, when did the Nets last play? Uh, Monday? Did they play ago. Monday? They had to play Monday. Yesterday? Was it yesterday? Yeah, they played the Kings. <clears throat> All right, Bridges was at 23 and a half points. He scored 22. That's probably what it'd be at. Yeah, he scored 22. So uh, I do I do like the spot, honestly. I think that's a great spot. Yeah, we're coming off a game where he only scored 22. He scored 22 and then 21 the previous game against Washington. But then he scored 32 and 42 against the Hawks in Orlando. Bunch of games at 22. Um, then he's had like he's kind of had his explosions. It's interestingly enough, he's kind of cr- he's smacked against Atlanta both games this season. So, um, stylistically, yeah. I think that the Suns are a, probably a good matchup for him. Um, the Suns have not necessarily been the best at defending, like, what is he? He's like a he's a he's a kind of like a tweener, right? So, like, he's kind of a small forward shooting guard type of guy. So, I think if we look at if we look at the if we look at the Suns so far uh, this season, they have against small forwards. They have done a pretty decent job, I guess. Uh, Torian Prince kind of struggled. Vanderbilt struggled. Like those guys kind of struggled. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. put up nineteen, but they haven't really played anybody that is quite as good of a scorer in a while uh, as Bridges, anyway. But from the shooting guard position. Uh, they've given up some big games like Desmond Bain went off. Austin Reeves went off. KCP had a pretty good game. Uh, they also gave up a lot of points to Clay Thompson. Malcolm Brogdon had a good game. Jordan Clarkson, Talon Hort- THT had a good game. So like those are those are probably a little bit more like comparable in terms of like what Phoenix is going to be doing. Uh, obviously. Bridges might have his hands full a little bit defending Booker, that type of deal. Uh, Booker, Beal, whatever. But I think I think it's a good look, at least on this part of the slate. I'm looking, too, for just like the emotional side of things. He he, he figured out he got traded because Damian Lee FaceTimed him, and he didn't even know. They didn't even tell him that's, until that's he found shit. out online. That's so shit. Like, especially when you felt like... I'm just saying... He's so good. Well, because he got traded... He got traded on draft night when he was drafted by his hometown team, the Sixers. Yeah. And he got traded for Zaire Smith, which is like a horrible trade, first of all. Yeah. Um, and he, he said he he managed to make it to Phoenix. Made, he made it feel like home, and he said he never wanted to leave. And then, boom, FaceTime, you're traded for Kevin Durant. It's, it's a little rough. I would circle that in my calendar. Yeah, there's no way. Saying. There's no way that that's not a circle game. So I, I think it's a great, it's a great look. If it's a twenty three and a half, I'm absolutely gonna be betting that for sure. And it's in Phoenix, hundred percent. It's in Phoenix, so like you know, like the emotions are gonna be flowing there, going back to Phoenix too. 
So it's I, his return. I agree. I like it. I like that look for Bridges. Um, now let's. Uh, we always talk. We always talk some futures parlays. I know you and I are both like pretty big on the Timberwolves. Uh, I don't necessarily want to include them in a futures parlay, but let's uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the league. Like, is there a team that you're looking at right now in the NBA where you're like, besides the Wolves, where you're like, this team looks pretty good. Like, this is a team that I think is legit like can win the title or or is it really just do you feel like it's going to come from the top like do you feel like it's going to come from like the celtics the nuggets like one of those top tier teams yeah and nba it's so hard because it's very i think it's you know it's the it's it's what we see the stars win the most right you see the most recent dynasties i feel like in basketball um whereas it's harder to make like the super bowl per se which is probably because it's only one game um and like I feel like hockey as well, you know, there's a lot. It's tough to make it back to back to back. You saw Tampa Bay Lightning the most recent, but like I think it's going to be a little bit before you see a team do stuff like that. Yeah. I'm a little off the Nuggets this year. I think they're that good. I think they're the team to beat, but like I think when you lose guys like Bruce Brown, yeah, he's not going to be like, you know, flooding 30 points a game. But when you lose those good role players and guys who just step up, I feel like that 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 was the Lakers' problem when they won in the bubble and they let some pieces go. They weren't you know core pieces, but they were pieces that stepped up. And guys get paid in this and that, and I get that, and that's what Bruce Brown did. I'm not saying Bruce Brown is the reason why I'm picking the Nuggets or not, (laughs) but like I I don't know if I want to back the Nuggets again. Just also because I know Jokic is the best player in the world, but like not if he's getting fucking ejected. Something about it I just don't like. Well, no. yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to bet the Bucks, though. I don't like the Bucks. I do not like the Bucks. Um, at all. I I really hate what I'm seeing. <laughs> like honestly, I think they're they've been really rough. Uh, I I to be honest, like I think Boston hurts me. Like I hate betting on Boston because of, I think that they're highly variant. I think that they've added a couple more pieces that make the floor a little bit higher with Porzingis and Drew Holiday, um, or the ceiling higher rather, but the floor is still there. Right. Um, yeah, I, I still think they're the best. I, I really do think that they're the best team in the East by like a fairly significant margin. Um, I don't know if you feel differently, but I feel like they're no, definitely the best out of pretty much the rest of the league. I think they're going to, unless Embiid can like figure something out and just go on a tear. But, you know, the seasons are long. He's always hobbled by that time, I feel yeah. like anyway. And it's so hard to win uh, with a big as your best player unless you have like a Jamal Murray, which Tyrese Maxey is Maybe is working to that. towards. That he's, yeah. he's right there. He's he's like a he's like a, a poor man's Jamal Murray right now. Yeah, uh, he's a great awesome. player, but he's not there yet. But the 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 Nuggets, the Nuggets have more role players than the Sixers have that I think that can score the basketball. Yeah, and that's what I like to see when you watch championship teams. Which is why I think the Celtics are going to make the finals again. The West is a gauntlet. Um, yeah, but I, I really struggle with the West because the West is just so stacked. And like Denver, I can see I can see the Clippers even going on a run. Yeah, dude, the Clippers look so much better lately. And the, I think the problem is for Denver, right? Like last year, they were the one seed. They got to cruise basically to the final. Like their path was the best path that you could possibly have. Denver has one of the biggest home court advantages in all of basketball with the altitude, whatever. If you're not playing that same path because you struggled a bit in the regular season due to injury, continuity, whatever, it dramatically changes 
how good you can be. Boston, yeah, Boston's so good. Uh, and like, I'm not, I know that they're battle tested. I know that they've played in these big moments. I, I still have my questions about Tatum, like just overall, right? But I think that they're still like dynamite. Uh, so I like, I'd be comfortable. I, and like, it sounds funny to say, like, I'd be comfortable. They're the favorite right now, but like, I would be comfortable starting a parlay with them just because I think that they're pretty stable in terms of what I expect the output to be. No, I agree. I think I think you can make up the odds in the other sports, and yeah. I think the Celtics are the safest right now. Yeah, because I think they have the easiest path of getting there, and getting there is what we want. Exactly. You you need to get there in order to be in position. All right, let's look at uh, let's yeah. look at hockey right now. What do you think for What do you think for the Stanley Cup? This is really a you and Corey question. Uh, you know me. I, um, this is not my forte in this area. Yeah, I'll let Corey go first. Our Devils are need a goalie. If our Devils get a goalie, I have no problem putting the Devils there. But until one. I see it, I I I physically can't put them in until I see it. Yeah. Corey can add to that if he wants to or disagree, but I don't disagree. It's important it's, position. Like <laughs> And we just say. can't get production. Yeah. So I mean the Avalanche not even are seeing back. that many shots. It's bad. Yeah. Avalanche are back being the Avalanche the are too hurt. But I don't think Landis Scott will ever play a game again in his life. Like these guys literally are hurt every two seconds. They're they're definitely like when they're fully healthy, probably the toughest out. But like I'm not sure you're gonna see them fully healthy and honestly fully in playoff hockey shape ever again. Nah. And that's just yeah. the way it happens. And their goalies are not that good either. If they make it, it to they, round they, one, they're gonna be too hobbled by the time they get there to like put a series together and then do it again. Especially if they play a physical team early, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Um, so I would I'm not looking at the abs. We already have our favorite in basketball too, and you get over plus a thousand anywhere else you look. I'm not betting Vegas to go back to back. I it's just so hard to do that in hockey. It's like you have to get so lucky. Yeah, and I'm not doing that. I really always bet the Hurricanes, and they screw me over every year. <laughs> But they look so good. You do they always bet the Hurricanes. The playoffs, like, I feel like I've had a Canes out. ticket like every year because of you. <laughs> They're the best team. Well, they had some goalie issues too. They got hurt. Like Max Pacioretty was supposed to play, and then he tore his Achilles eight hundred times. So it's like can't be doing um, that. And the, the the Oilers, you missed the jump on the Oilers. Like the Oilers, I got were, them when uh, they were dog shit. I did take yeah, a little. Just, I put like twenty bucks on them. September, so smart, or September, maybe early October. That probably sounds about right. Yeah. I would say I'm betting I'm I can't physically bet the Rangers, even though I like the Rangers a lot. Yeah. Win, I can't it. I'm not rooting for the Rangers. They I'm won't even sorry. Make the playoffs. Just can't do it. You <laughs> can't do it. You can't do it. I I really like the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is so annoying to say, or the LA Kings. That's betting on a over miracle. The, I would take the Kings. The Kings? Yeah. You like the Kings? I would take the Kings over the Maple Leafs. The Kings are so good. No, like they let me see where they are in the standings right now. I was gonna say, like they're you, they're very good. When you look at the Kings, like what? you feel like they're better than the Devils, even though the Devils don't have a goalie. Well, they have a goalie. They're better than the Devils because they have a because goalie. Because they have a goalie. Got it. Cam Talbot is a great goalie, and Phoenix Copley is struggling this year, but last year showed signs that he could be very good as well. Yeah. So if he finds his way and gets back to last year. They are going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, they're third right now in the Pacific in a tough division. The Canucks won like 800 games, I felt like, in the first two weeks. I think the Canucks are going to come back down to life a little bit. I mean, the BGK is going to be up there. The Kings have better odds to win the title than the Canucks, like significantly. 
Yeah. So the books know. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the, the books thing. know for sure. That's the thing. So I think thirteen to one. Thirteen to one is a nice little ad here. Um, I can I can get there if you guys both are. Obviously. I'm trying to think how how far did they go last year? They go to the I don't remember. Oh no, the Oilers beat them the year before they went and they lost to the Oilers last year. The Oilers finally beat them. I think. Yeah. Did that go seven? What did that go seven games? Uh, the oil, the King series. Yeah, it went six games. The year before went seven games when the when the Kings beat the Oilers. They won. They won seven games. But the the Kings are there. They added uh, some good pieces as well. Like Dubois, say what you want about him. He's like a locker room problem. People yeah. say, but the dude plays good hockey at the end of the day. And they have veterans. They have some young guys. They have good goalies. Like they're just a very good hockey team at thirteen to one. They're my favorite bet. Yeah, and they're they, fun to watch. They got that good mix. Like they got that perfect uh, ratio of like rookies and old guys who have been there before. Some crusty <clears throat> vets. Yeah, I think I think that would be another problem the Devils have. It's a little we're young as hell. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's yeah, a lot of rookie mistakes that happen, and uh, there's no goalie to stop the puck after that happens. Yeah, so it's like you can't yeah. you can't make no, up for sure. you can't make up for that. All right, so let's lock them in. What are we looking at for the foot for the NFL? Because I think NFL is a very interesting right now. The Eagles look um I don't want to say fraudulent because I think that that's like not really the right word to say. Uh but the Eagles before and the you guys Chiefs, pick an NFL team. Yeah. Before you go. Do you want to know what I just did? Did you bet on the Giants? I bet myself a Christmas present. Oh my god! Giants plus ten and a half against the Eagles. <laughs> I blacked out. I don't know what happened. I just looked at my bet slip and I was like, "Look at that, How's Tommy that Cutlets, there? baby, Tommy Cutlets." On, you know, I know. Um, I actually went to the Giants game last night. Um, yeah, that's probably electric. Actually, it was, but like, I wanted us to lose. Like, I don't want false hope trying to make the playoffs. I really don't. We got to be the mediocre. Playoffs, we. We have to be mediocre. We can't do another pick. We can't do picks well. No, we, our picks suck. We could have tanked and got Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> and what are we going to do? Ruin his career? <laughs> I can at least take a watch someone fun run down me the largest lineman the world has ever seen. Last time we had a fun wide receiver was Odell Beckham Jr. And all the olds wanted to get rid of him because he celebrated too much. So can't imagine yeah, how before that Burr shot himself in the foot. Yeah, that too. Oh, so like I, I, my my boy Amani Toomer, I loved him. Um the Yeah, oh no. Uh Hakeem <laughs> Nix was my guy. Oh, he was a guy. He was a dog. Manning to <laughs> Manningham. Man, Mario Manningham had one catch in his career, I think, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was an awesome catch too. Um It when, was a great throw. But speaking of playoffs though and like those matchups me and producer Corey are in the fantasy playoffs against each other oh, in the hall ball you, league so i just wanted to congratulate Corey on his on his win preemptively he's such Corey has asshole. a better record this than is me. what he does it's absolutely- he mushes me and it's horse shit it's uh and i don't appreciate you using our podcast here to uh <laughs> to like create stir some bad juju my way further like your it agenda it's yeah. Ab- yeah it's absolutely speaking of agendas it is lizzie's out of year line. uh t- Corey's team's name is lizzie mahomes and it is absolutely lizzie's year as I, in I just, elizabeth holmes the yeah. fraudulent girl <laughs> it's a pretty clever picture i made too it, it is very, <laughs> it's very clever uh, as I long make, as there's effort maybe I i'll appreciate make it the, uh, i'll make it the episode art for this episode maybe 
Yeah, we might like have that. to. <laughs> but uh, so Corey, so Corey, uh, Corey and I are head to head in this matchup. So it's it's going to be quite spicy. But when we're looking at the NFL, I think you know, like the Chiefs don't look nearly as good. Um, the the Eagles don't look as good. No, no. the Bills are obviously kind of like the Ravens a run here. What what do we think? Because I I love the Ravens, but like I, they just I love the Ravens, but I now. wish. I wish Mark Andrews was healthy. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, yeah. Having like, if you look at their like defensive DVOA, the Ravens are second. Like they, they can hold teams to not a lot of points. Yeah, but like not having Mark Andrews is just such a problem. Um, and I think Lamar Jackson's unbelievable. Um, just the weapons that like San Francisco has. Uh, I'm not gonna say KC, but like Dallas, Miami. Buffalo, who if they make it, but the Eagles, the weapons these guys have from the non-quarterback position, unlike I guess you know star player roles like wide receivers and running backs, etc. Yeah, they're just night and day with the Ravens, where it makes you not want to bet them. And I think we missed that jump too. Like I'm not betting the Ravens at five and a half to one or five to one yeah, or six, like to, six one. to one. Like if I was gonna bet the Ravens, I wish I got them at. 10 to one. Yeah. Like I have, I have a Niners ticket on like a standalone ticket and I love that ticket. I'm very happy that I have a ticket on the Niners, but I, I struggle like in, in these kind of games, like, like Purdy looks great. The Niners look amazing. Are you convinced that the Niners are like that team, like in the NFC, especially, uh, because like they I'm convinced they're that team. Go ahead. The problem is plus two forty. like bird. If Purdy has one bad game, like, yeah. That just blows. Yeah, like you're like it's, if it was best of seven series or best of three <laughs> series or whatever, like which is never going to happen. I trust the Niners a lot more, especially coaching wise. But like, it's so hard to string together wins and unless Debo learns how to throw to himself. Yeah, and I don't think Brock Purdy's bad. I don't think Brock Purdy's great. I think he's a good NFL quarterback. But at the end of the day, plus two forty is just like. I wouldn't bet Tom Brady's Patriots at plus two forty, probably, even though like every year they went. <laughs> yeah, like you're just not going to do it. It's just the numbers terrible. I mean, yeah. I will say though, their path is not difficult to finish the season. You have the Cardinals, the Ravens, who obviously are good on Christmas. You have the the Commanders, and then you have the Rams. So those are like, I I would say that those are not like difficult games but at the same time kyler murray's back for the cardinals the ravens have been great commanders are just sam howell like yes and then the rams have looked fine with stafford so i guess i think like their path right now is tough like it's hard to buy in at that type of number um i'm interested in the cowboys i'm interested in the bills i am not super interested in the dolphins though uh like i don't I, I, i struggle with the dolphins my, my, my honest opinion, and Corey's going to hate me, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the league, and I hate saying it. Will they loud. win the Super Bowl? That's, that's, I think this year they, they can. I'm not going to bet them probably, but like I think Dak is actually very good. I think he found out um, he, he can play football this year. Yeah, yeah he did. He's <laughs> like, oh, I, I'm they, here for a reason. Wow, look at this. They, I can do this. They have a, they have a number, uh, number five DVOA defense, um, which keeps They're them obviously yeah. in games. Um, they show they don't need Ezekiel Elliott, but like, I think, uh, Ferguson is taking a step up and CD lamb makes, you know, everyone else's job a hell of a lot easier. 
Dak really stopped his turnovers issues. Um, I'm not saying that may not come back in the playoffs. It would be funny. It would be funny. But like that eight plus eight fifty for them is a solid price to me. I don't know who else I'd pick. I have a fault in literally everyone else. My only fault in the Cowboys is they always choke. And like, is that like a statistical fault? Probably not. But like, I disagree like with you. Spot. I think that is a statistical fault. <clears throat> That's true. Like Mike McCarthy, do, I, do I trust Mike McCarthy? Probably not. He's an no. idiot. I mean, but it has worked but, out. Like they've looked good. So it's like, I don't trust Sirianni either. Playing dog like, shit <laughs> teams, dude. No, I mean, the interesting thing is, right, like the Cowboys have a tough end of the season schedule. Like you got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, yeah. the Commanders. It's rough. Yeah, what are the odds they right? make it out of that without an injury to a crucial player? <laughs> also, but the, the the problem is you have to bet a team that comes off a bye, I feel like. You have to mm. bet a one or two seed. And the Cowboys, with their tough schedule, I don't – they're tied now with the Eagles, but – they they win the, Eagles the tiebreaker. Kind of went through their gauntlet. Yeah, they the the Cowboys win the tiebreaker, but they need to win out. So, we talking about Maddie? We got two games against the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> gauntlet's just beginning. Yeah, that's a fair point. I had a conversation with uh, Wink Martindale on Saturday night. He's uh, his defense is different. Yeah, we're up. They're just out for pain, baby. They just, they play the Giants twice in four games. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Christmas miracles, they do happen. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, the Cowboys have the Bills in Buffalo who need to win. Then the Dolphins, they're going to get sick with that hot cold, first of all. And then <laughs> you're probably fucking right. The the lion, the Lions after who the Lions need to win as well. Yeah. And then the Commanders in divisional game on the road. The Eagles probably I think the Eagles are like as Giants fans, I hate that I have to pick between the Eagles and the Cowboys, most likely yeah. here. But like I'm I think that. You know, I just don't like the Eagles that side right of now. The, yeah, like that's my concern. No. There's doubt on the sidelines, and you can. But taste also, it. like, like, would you like the Eagles more if they won out? Yes. Since that goal, I'd say no because they're gonna they're lose games. Like, they're not gonna. I also just think they're the rest of their schedule for the rest of the season is not that difficult. Like comparatively <laughs> to like the Cowboys, their schedule's tough, and it's like if they beat the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions. Like or even go two or three out of those, I'm gonna be like, that was good. Like that, the, those were t- some tough matchups there, you know. Uh, Honestly, the the Niners in our parlay and Fanduel, ten bucks still wins twenty three hundred dollars. Like we really don't have to like go crazy. Say a plus two sixty sucks because yeah. like it's a third leg of a moonshot parlay. <laughs> that's, that's fair. There's no that's need to make fair. it any more difficult. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on dra- yeah on Fanduel, it's ten dollars to win. Uh, Twenty three hundred, yeah. I mean, I just want to see it because, like, to be honest, like, I, I can't quit on the fucking Bills, man. Like, I think the Bills are still really good. I think they've gotten very, very unlucky. Um, if you add the Bills, so do I. If- I actually like the Bills a lot. Um, I think analytically they're very good. If Josh Allen could just hold on to the fucking football, like they will win games. Their defense is a little worse than last year, but like. When the weather gets cold, did you got to tackle that Josh Allen? Yeah, <laughs> like it's tough, and their defense can can. It depends on who they play. I think in the playoffs, like 
they look like they could destroy the Chiefs if they played them again. I'm not gonna lie. That's what I think. Like they, they look already so good. They already beat. The, did they beat the Dolphins or the Dolphins beat them? Uh, they. I'll tell you in a second. I feel like they beat the Dolphins. I know that they. I thought they murdered the Dolphins. Don't they play the Dolphins still? They <laughs> forty-eight played, to twenty. Yeah, they played forty-eight the, to twenty. Or no? Uh, yeah, yeah. They smacked them. So. Like, I, I kind of like the Bills. Like, you can bet 10 with the Bills. 10 wins 12K. <laughs> that That's cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might still put it in with the Niners, too. But um, this is a lot more fun, I think. <laughs> and, like, I want to get... Let's whenever I do these, Whenever I do these, I want to get, like... I feel like I always want to get the tough leg out of the way first. So like, because the Super Bowl comes first, it will be football. The Super Bowl comes first. If the Bills win, and then I'm sitting on a thirteen to one, and then the Celtics, like with the Kings and the Celtics, like those, you the the Stanley Cup and the finals are like about the same time. So it's like you just are kind of like rooting for similar things, like moving forward. So I, I think you can lock it in either way. I'm locking in both. <laughs> I just am. All right, I'm in then. I'm in. That's what I did too. <laughs> i'm just saying we're gonna have some fun why the hell not hell yeah hell yeah so that is the boston celtics to win the nba finals the la kings to win the stanley cup and then the buffalo bills to win the super bowl and it's ten dollars to win 12.6 k so that's a that's a hell of a parlay there guys so uh, now that we've got that parlay out in the open uh it's something you guys can all take an opportunity to tail throw a couple bucks on it uh have a little bit of fun with it um producer Corey, how are you doing today i'm doing pretty well great thank you for asking Good to hear. What do you have? What do you have for the people here today? Uh, I'll be honest, Joe. Uh, it was cold today. Don't forget a scarf. You'll catch a cold. <laughs> have you? Have you? Have you started to wear gloves yet? Are we? Are you? Are we at that age? I refuse. I. I don't. I've worn gloves previously. Oh, really? I mean, like, I'm just refusing so far this year. I wear gloves oh. every year at some point. Oh, you do? do you think like, I'm a fucking I, lunatic? Sometimes I don't. Yeah, like, I don't like maybe I don't, when it gets to 25. This I is like fake winter wear, right now. I don't often wear gloves. Like, I generally it's don't. I don't think I have man a over pair. here. I don't. I have the only pair that I have is for shoveling snow, you know? Mm hmm. Um, or skiing, I guess the one time. Be careful shoveling skied. snow, but you're becoming Mr. Suburbia. That's what gets most uh, suburban males. So be careful out there. Get yeah, a snowboard. I'm really crushing suburbia. Uh, That's all right, my so recommendation for you. Scarves? <laughs> no, stay alive and don't shovel snow. All right, thank you. I'll try. <laughs> you got it. Maddie Chucks, what do you got for us? Um, so mine's uh, mine's definitely personal. Um, I used to drink coffee Right when I woke up in the morning, it was coffee, no breakfast, and then a Celsius right after. And like after, sir. So what? The hear fuck? me out. So after a few months, I was feeling like dog shit every day, and I was like, "What is going Can't on?" And I'm why. like, "I'm telling my wife, I'm like, I don't know what it is." And then she's like, "Well, what do you eat? What do you?" I'm like, "Okay, so this is a summer day." And like, literally, your reaction was her reaction. <laughs> so my my Jesus. Uh, my tip or my thing for you guys will be. Uh, 
Make sure you put something in your stomach before you have caffeine, uh, because over time you will start to want to commit, die. <laughs> <laughs> so eat something before you put caffeine in your body. Whatever. It is. Oh my god! Fun fact about caffeine: yeah. it actually works better too, like when you're hydrated. So if you drink water first thing when you wake up it actually helps the caffeine because you're not dehydrated you're not dehydrated so it gives it like a vehicle to spread throughout your body it's got something to latch on yeah <laughs> fun i fact. might do that tomorrow fun fact wow. <laughs> chug a glass of, like chug like a little glass of water uh just an absolute gong show of of caffeine information right now <laughs> holy shit man <laughs> Dude, how did your st- did you just feel like you were getting punched in the gut at some point? No, yeah, like you know what Joe said, like you, know, you said, like it feels like the caffeine is something to take from like the water. Yeah, I feel like it was just taking from my insides, like literally. Like, <laughs> that might have just been like, the Celsius, dude. Dude, there's a fuck ton like, in Celsius. I was like, oh my god, like I hate Celsius, like this, it's the drink, and I, I switched. <laughs> I got like an Alani new. I'm like, the same thing's happening. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Oh, that's amazing, dude. That it was. It was pretty rough. That's well, I'm happy you got it all figured bad. out. It probably would have worked if I was like 17, but you know, like the older I'm getting, just like yeah, I could crush work. a fucking case of Red Bull before like 9 a.m. back then, and I didn't. Yeah, give a it shit. was gonna be fine. Yeah, totally fine. Totally now fine. I think I'd be in the hospital. Yeah, just yeah. So that 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 was the problem. But that's my recommendation. If someone else is going through that, you never know who's going through that as well. So if someone else is dealing with that. <laughs> You don't need to go That's to the doctor. Answer. We That's... got all the answers right here. <laughs> You're probably doing something pretty stupid, and we've done it too. That is absolutely yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know how to respond to this now. <laughs> how many milligrams of caffeine is that? Dude, it was a lot. You had to be having like 600 milligrams of caffeine before you like had and anything like- else in your body. I'll, I'll tell you, like, I'd be on my computer looking at props and stuff, and it would be it'd be like one o'clock, and all I've put in my body all day was a cup of coffee and a Celsius. That is dude, absolutely unhinged. Yeah, unhinged, horrible. Well, I'm, I'm it was it was kind of cool at the time, not gonna lie, like, it was fun until it sucked. Yeah, man, so, there's a lot yeah. of things that are like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> did you ever um, miss, like, uh, did you ever wake up and not have it in time and get like that beat of a headache? Yeah, I just started hitting my wife. It must have been. <laughs> I have a debilitating caffeine headache. I have to beat something. I'm just like, dude. Like I was just like, I was like doing the thing where I was like, I, I gotta go get plays out. Like thinking like it was like the, the like work. I was yeah, like the number crunching. To. Oh my yeah, god, you're like addicted to the number. Yeah, like, no, dumbass. <laughs> you just haven't had 400 milligrams of caffeine. I'm addicted before, to like, yeah. 30 in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I'm addicted to, to the lab. I'm addicted to the lab, man. Dude, I'm not clocking enough hours in there. Dude, that's absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And, and it, it might have been two Celsius on top of the coffee sometimes, Jesus. not going to lie. Yeah, that's... Well, that's, I'm happy you're still I here and not in cardiac arrest. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Maybe take it easy been. on shoveling snow as well. Yeah, you could have been gone, dude. You could have been fully recovered. Um, yeah. so, Joe, what's yours? I don't even... <laughs> I would recommend like drinking or like eating like just anything. Apparently, um, I I'm actually going to recommend getting a laptop stand. Uh, I think it's one of those things like if you're if you're working at your desk or like if you have a monitor set up, you got to have the laptop stand. Uh, it's number one, it's better for the laptop itself. You kind of get keeps like the airflow underneath of it. Um, additionally. I just think it kind of gives you a little bit better perspective, gets you a little bit more desk state, desk space 
what have you. So I'm going to recommend, I'm going to recommend a laptop stand. Uh, I'm also going to recommend, um, getting like, you should do your Christmas shopping like now, I think, uh, like if you haven't done it yet, like definitely do some of it because we You're are in trouble. It's, it's going to be December 13th when this episode comes out. Uh, you don't have a lot of time after that. And like, if you need to order something, you definitely need to order it like now or like yesterday. Um, it might be so, too late for you actually. Yeah. It might be too late. Like you might, you're going to be paying out the ass for like rush delivery uh, unless you want to drive cross country on coffee and Celsius to get there. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think that you, should, might, you just need to order, order those up. Christmas gifts, order those Christmas gifts right now to make sure that they're there. Um, but with that guys, uh, this episode was brought to you by props.cash. Like I said, they are our absolute favorites. You need this product. You need this product. You need this tool. If you're going to be betting player props on a daily basis, uh, with those hit rates, the charts and all of the data, you can kind of go beyond just the simple hit rates. And you can say like, is this a good matchup? Is this not a good matchup? Uh, what have players done against this team before? And like we talked about on this episode, there's plenty of ways to use this. So sign up for 25% off your first month with code Delara 25 and that's our friends props.cash so thank you Maddie Chucks it's been a pleasure to have you on let everybody know where to find you before we send everybody out of here just on Twitter Maddie Chucks I changed everything so now it's all cool yeah nice and consistent that's it. <laughs> that was easy. all right God bless <laughs> God bless and let's cash that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>